This episode is part of our storytelling initiative, where we hear from current students about their experiences during the COVID-19 pandemic. In this episode, you will hear from Jennifer about their experience with anti-science rhetoric in response to the pandemic. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the story. I'm Jennifer Mandelbaum, and I'll be speaking about the blame game, navigating the public health response to a political problem. As I've watched responsibility for the virus shift away from the federal government, I've wondered, are we gaslighting the public health profession? I see my colleagues at my university and the state health department being blamed for their not being stricter lockdowns or mask wearing mandates. My coworkers are some of the most selfless people I know, yet some people act as if our motivations are anything less than pure. No one I know gets into public health for the fame or fortune. In fact, despite the high return on investment from public health interventions, many state and local public health professionals qualify for public aid. We don't blame environmental health scientists for climate change. Why are people targeting public health professionals for an inadequate federal response to the pandemic? There seems to be a misunderstanding about how science works. We do what we can with the best evidence available to us. And that sometimes means our recommendations change. Ultimately, It's not up to us whether those with the political capital to enact change use our knowledge when developing guidelines. And as we're blamed for worsening case rates, insults like arrogant are slung at us for speaking out against myths or disinformation. This pervasive anti-science rhetoric is only eroding the general public's trust in public health experts. Whatever privileges come with our education and workplaces should not discredit the science we do. Simply because the word public is in our profession, our jobs are treated as though anyone can do them, and that the general public knows more about this than we do. See, quote unquote, armchair epidemiology. It isn't self-centered to assert our roles as public health professionals. It's our job. If this sounds personal, it's because it feels that way to me. It's difficult for me to ignore the parallels between COVID-19 and the virus which killed my dad a year before this pandemic struck. While I don't intend to center my experience over those who have lost loved ones to COVID-19, I empathize with the frustration that more isn't being done to prevent this virus's spread. I have a hard time believing that such apathy would exist if a new form of cancer killed more than 100,000 Americans in three months. What about a novel virus spreading throughout the world sounds anything other than urgent? What will it take for people to stop calling COVID-19 a hoax or downplay its severity? We can acknowledge there might be some silver linings to quarantine for the privileged among us, myself included, without normalizing the lives and livelihoods lost from this virus. To be clear, I don't blame individuals. Doing so ignores the context in which behaviors take place and lets political actors off the hook. 
and call me naive, but I think most people mean well. I do think that we as a field need to be clear about how the scientific process works and how it intersects with our political system. It's important the general public understand that even though the news narrative centers on the public health response to the pandemic, this response is ultimately a political one. While I applaud all of the people wearing masks and adhering to physical distancing guidelines, goodwill will not be enough to get us through this. Through it all, my colleagues and I will continue to work every day to research and implement measures that protect the public's health. We want to extend a thank you to Jennifer for sharing their story. Listeners, we would be happy to share your stories on our podcast too. If you have a story you are willing to share, please go to the Public Health Review website at z.umn.edu slash pubhealthreview, where you will find submission information. If you submit your story by September 30th, you will be entered into a drawing to win a $10 gift card. As a reminder, our next storytelling special will come out next month, and our next season of Perspectives will come out in December. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to see you next time.